Hello and welcome. I am your host for the episode, Kyle Simple Jack Clifford. And I'm the co-host, Cassidy. <laughs> and this is, is date, date night. night. And it is date night from our apartment in Maine. We have officially moved back. Yes, we are we are home. Yes, and we are here for at least a year. And because we had to move, that's why we didn't have an episode last week, unfortunately. Yes. So we did originally plan to do your pick, which was Freaky Friday. Yes, which would have been a good one because if you if y'all haven't heard, Freaky Friday is getting a sequel. Yes, the writer strike, the actor strike, they have both ended, which means that they can go back to work. And Jamie Lee Curtis posted on her Instagram that Freaky Friday Two is in the works, yes. which we did kind of hear about, but it's nice to see that it's no longer a rumor and it's like actually a thing that mm-hmm. they're planning on doing. Anything with Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm sold. Yeah. I don't give a shit if it's a sequel and people are like, don't make any more sequels. I kind of agree with that. But if it's Jamie Lee Curtis, I'm pretty sure she gets a pass. Yeah. She can do whatever she wants. Yeah. And she's cute and old now. Yeah. She's cute and old now. <laughs> That's great. But she's yeah, all gray. so. And if you didn't notice in the picture that she posted, she's all gray now. She's oh, just yeah. gone gray. She was all gray in the she's Halloween adorable. movies, the, the new Halloween movies that came mm-hmm. out. Then watching her in Halloween ends, like the last one. That was like, wow, she's like a grandmother. Like, actually like a grandmother's age. Yeah. But she doesn't really look it. it like, she had a wig on and she looked rough with the wig on. Yeah. But, like, with her short hair, she looks fine. I think she looks fine. You think her short hair makes her look younger? Yeah. Not younger, but... Yeah, maybe younger, actually. I do. <laughs> I do. I was going to say, maybe not younger, but more fun. But I think, yeah, younger. That's funny, because I've always said, if I get old, don't let me cut my hair. Like, I feel like... Why? I feel like when women get old... They cut their hair short, like the little pixie true. cuts. Yeah. And I just don't think, like, I've seen, like, a bunch of my people that I know <laughs> do it. And it just, it doesn't look good. It just does. I think it makes them look older. Really? I think it makes them look so much older when women cut their hair. Maybe that's just, like, a you thing because I think it makes them look, maybe not like, necessarily younger, but it gives them, like, a youthful appearance. Like, I don't. Huh. Interesting. I don't think... I don't like it. When you look at Jamie Lee Curtis, do you think it looks bad? I don't think it looks bad on her. Okay. But she had short hair when she was younger. Yeah, that's true. Not like that, though. Not ever like the... It's pretty short. In like Freaky a, Friday, it was pretty short. Yeah, I mean, in Freaky Friday, it was. In Freaky Friday, this is sort of the haircut she's rocking now, actually. Yeah. She's gray. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. <laughs> but, so we were unable to record that episode because we bit off a lot more than we could chew. We were We were busy. Yeah. We thought we could do it. We really did. And we, we had every intention to do it. We kept saying, like, we need to record tonight. No, we cannot push it off. And then Thursday came, and it was like, we we can't. We just don't have time. No. So, so yeah. we apologize for that. So the, our timeline was messed up. <laughs> it was. It got fucked up. Yeah. But we're back on track. We jumped over Freaky Friday. We're here with Tropic Thunder. We do real quickly want to say thank you to all of the people who entered into our giveaway. We had 29 people in total who entered. And... The winner for that was announced, like we promised, on time, and it was uh, Taylor Smart. So shout out to Taylor. We'll get that to you as soon as possible. And thank you to everybody who possibly shared and uh, liked us and commented, all of that stuff. We we do appreciate that. Yeah. So for this, we didn't have really a date night either. No. <laughs> we mostly just unpacked. Yes. We got ready. So no date night news here, and I don't think we'll have like date night news like we used to have but we will still have date nights yeah 
It just won't be like, we went to Salem for they the might, day. Like, right? it'll be a lot less like that. It may not be as... Exciting. Exciting. <laughs> but we'll try our best. Yeah, we gotta keep it spicy. We do have that adventure book that we wanted to try. Yes. It's like this, like, a date book or something. Yeah, so Kyle, a few years ago, got me it for... It was the Christmas right before we Christmas, left, wasn't it? Some present. Yeah. And it's a it's an adventure book, and in it, it has all sorts of date ideas, but you don't know what the date is before you scratch off the square that has the date in it. But it does give you like clues, like if it's outside, if you need to do it during the day, if it's going to cost money, if it's messy. Mm-hmm. One of them so. was like a, it was a picture of a tree, it had to be done during the daytime, and there was a baby with a diaper on it. And I was like, what the fuck is that date going to be? What is that date? And I wanted to scratch it just to see. But it said you have to complete date like 25 before you can get to this one. So I was like, whoa, this is just, just weird as hell. We've done we've done one of them. Yes. Before we started even traveling. Yeah. And it was to bake a dessert. But one of the people had to be blindfolded and the other one had to give the instructions. Give the instructions. Yeah. And there's a very, very funny picture that I laugh at every time I see <laughs> of me with a blindfold on facing the wrong way yeah. and you posing with the thing that I made. <laughs> Yeah. Because you said smile for the picture and I didn't know which way to face, so I'm just facing the wrong way. Yeah, Kyle's standing in the background facing the complete wrong direction. <laughs> we might have to find that and post it. We might have yeah, to find that and post I it. Yeah, I think it's going to have to be posted on Instagram. <laughs> it's so dumb. I love it. But yeah, so, so we think it might be fun to do some of those dates for the the podcast. Yeah, because it's just some like easy dates that you can do that are relatively quick. Because, yeah. you know, we're both working now. We're both working people. We are both working. Yeah. Some of us, two jobs. <laughs> yeah. So let's go ahead and without further ado, let's jump into what we're talking about today. And that is Tropic Thunder. Oh, man. Don't you down me, Foley! Oh. I'm sorry, can we cut? <gasps> what is going on here? I'm about to jump off this, this helicopter like Wesley Snipes. I'm doing the scene right now. Wesley, I'm in the it. scene is about emotionality. Where is it? Oh, God! I am dealing with a bunch of prima donnas. The action guy who left the fridge open. The award winner. Critically acclaimed Australian actor Kirk Lazarus underwent a controversial procedure in order to play the platoon's African American sergeant. I know who I am. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. The comedian. You think you can do what I do? Take a picture. So the movie we're going to be talking about today is Tropic Thunder. And the reason I picked this is because growing up, I loved this movie. I had an obsession with this movie. I would watch it on repeat. And the minute I could buy it on DVD, I was in middle school. And so I had like allowance money. And I went to Quick Stop, our local video store that shut down a few years later. uh, And I bought this movie. And I mean, played it so many times. I'm pretty sure that my mom hid the DVD from me because it just went missing one time. And I just never found it again. And I had a real, real weird obsession with this movie. And I used to be able to quote it front and back, man. And so I was like, I, I just want, I haven't watched it since probably high school. And that's old, like almost 10 years ago now. Interesting. So I was like, I can't wait to see this again. And I want to watch this with Cass because you love comedies. I love comedies. And I haven't seen this in a long time. So it was just like near and dear to my heart. I was like, let's, let's check this out. Let's watch it together. So that's why I picked it. And I'm going to go ahead and give Cass 30 seconds now to tell you guys what this movie's about. <laughs> you have 30 seconds on the clock. 
or are you ready? Yes. Your time starts now. A movie based on a book based on a war <laughs> is being filmed and they're having a hard time getting the raw emotions down. And so the, the director and the guy who wrote the book decide to just take them out into the wilderness and set up cameras, um, shoot the movie that way and make it more raw. But then the director gets killed and then it turns into an actual fight for survival. 30 seconds on the dot. That started. That was an awful, awful description of what this movie is. I mean, just horrendous. Just horrendous. I I am appalled by that. I don't think it was that That's bad. horrible. That was horrible. You got the gist. <laughs> What's the gist? The director dies and things go off the rails? That's the gist you're going to give people? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. How do you feel that way? I actually genuinely that. Okay, good. Just making sure we're on the same page. Just making sure we're on the that, same page. But I gotta defend myself. <laughs> That's it. Awesome. So this is the synopsis from Letterboxd. Are we ready? It's a novel, so bear with me. Vietnam veteran Four Leaf Tabak's memoir, Tropic Thunder, is being made into a film. But director Damien Cockburn can't control the cast of Prima Donna's. Behind schedule and over budget, Cockburn is ordered by a studio executive to get filming back on track or risk its cancellation. On Tayback's advice, Cockburn drops the actors into the middle of the jungle to film the remaining scenes, but unbeknownst to the actors and production, the group have been dropped in the middle of the Golden Triangle, the home of heroin-producing gangs. Yours wasn't far off. I take back everything I said. <laughs> I was thinking that the whole time. I was like, mine was just said much simpler. I'm literally reading the like in my head as I'm reading this. I'm just like, fuck. She actually just nailed all of this. The only thing she didn't mention was the heroin part. <laughs> I take back what I said. You, you kind of nailed it. You kind of nailed it. So good for you, I guess. Just made it. It was less spicy. Mine was yeah. a little bit less spicy. Okay, you got the 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 basics. Yep, we all got the basics. Uh, so before we get into our thoughts, I would like to just read the cast for this. Are you yes. ready? It's Ben Stiller, Jack Black, Robert Downey Jr., Tom Cruise, Nick Nolte, Jay Burchell, Brandon T. Jackson, Steve Coogan, Matthew McConaughey, Danny McBride, Bill Hader, and Tobey Maguire. Like, that is absurd. Yeah. The cast is It's a very good fucking cast. crazy. It it just it makes no sense how they got a cast that big. And where Robert Downey Jr. is like the third billing. That's crazy. Yeah. So I mean this is just like a, a comedic dream, like if you stop and think about like this you cast. You know, I'm just gonna put my hand on the table right now. For the level of actors that we had in this movie, and I'm a comedy girl. You do love your comedies. I did not find this movie funny. So that actually is a perfect segue. Thank you so much. Because the first thing I have written down is, <laughs> why didn't you like this movie? I... Why didn't it work for you? And before you answer, I have to say, every five to ten minutes, I would look over at Cass <laughs> and her face would just be glazed, bro. Her eyes were gone. They were somewhere else. Her body was here, but her soul, her emotion, <laughs> her mentally... Was just gone. She was somewhere else. For all I know, she was in the Antarctic with penguins. She was not paying attention to anything going on. I was dying laughing at one point. I looked over to her and she's just mouth hanging open 
head cocked to the side, not even looking at the TV. I was like, she couldn't care <laughs> less about this movie. Um, so I have to ask you, what the fuck didn't work for you? Honestly, in all defense of the movie, like, maybe we need to watch it again when we haven't had such a busy week. In defense of the movie, because we watched it. Our week was like, we moved back on Friday, and then Tuesday, like... Monday, we both had orientation, so we literally had Saturday, Sunday, but we spent that packing. And then Monday, we both had orientation for our new jobs. Tuesday, we had to pack up all of our stuff, move it down here, unpack all of it. Wednesday, I had to I had to work. Thursday was just unpacking. Friday, I went to work, and we filmed this, or we watched this movie Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. So in all fairness, I, movie. like... I think, like, I don't want to be too harsh on this movie because I I don't think I was in the best headspace to watch it. Just because we have a lot of stuff going on and I have a lot of stuff in my head and I just was thinking about everything else I could be doing. So. So big asterisk next to your grade for this. Yes. That's fair. Because um, I don't want to rate a movie if I wasn't, like, in the headspace to watch it and give it a good rating. Yeah. But I still didn't enjoy this movie. <laughs> I was I falling asleep. Why? It's so... It's one it's of the... It's not that funny. It is... Of the aughts, it has to be the most quotable movie at, like in that 10-year period. What 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 can you pull from that? Like, I, don't, I can't... You remember. never go full retard. <laughs> okay. Well. It's literally the best line in the whole movie. I had to <laughs> rewind it because you weren't even paying attention. And I was like, you need to see this. It's the best line in the whole movie. And you were just like, uh-huh. I was like, oh, that's, that's an appeasement laugh if I've ever heard it. She was just, you were just giving it to me because I asked for it. You yeah. were like, you didn't find it funny. But no, I, and I, I would think I was just disappointed because I love Jack Black. I love Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man is my favorite. I, like, there's a lot of characters in this that I, or actors that I love. And I think it could have been a lot funnier. I, think, I don't know if it was just humor that I don't necessarily enjoy or what, but I was bored. <sighs> okay. I understand that because this movie, rewatching it for the first time in like 10 years, it it feels so scattered. Like the story, what is like, it it truly does feel like, what is the story here? Yes. What's the fucking point of this movie? Why Why are we watching this? What is happening? I forgive a lot when it comes to the script in this movie because of how funny it is. It, the story is so convoluted and makes no fucking sense that... If you don't find it funny, yes, this would be a slog to watch. It's like an hour and 33 minutes, but if you don't find it funny, it probably feels like four hours. Yeah. Like, this is Titanic for most people, I feel like, who, who wouldn't who don't find it funny. Yeah. I asked him how much longer we had left at it. And we still like 40 minutes. <laughs> I was like, we, four, we haven't even watched it. We've watched this for like less than an hour, yeah. dude. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. For me, for me, it's the quotes. This movie is so funny and so quotable, but it's it's a movie that really does depend on its line delivery and lines to be funny and not so much the actions of the characters mm-hmm. which if the it's a comedy so like the it needs to be story driven you know what i mean like you can't just have characters saying shit back and forth in the middle of a jungle it's like this story could have been told i feel like in a parking lot with these guys just yeah. having their conversations and it's like okay this is funny but because we're in the jungle and you're expecting a, a, like a thriller sort of war story out of this while getting comedy i think it I, th- I think that 
if you're not going to have the situations be funny, this, it doesn't work like this. Like, that's why road trip movies are work because it's mostly them in a car. Yeah. Like, being funny. And then occasionally something happens. That's why it works. This is just dudes lost in the jungle trying to get home, like, back to the film set. And their actions aren't that funny. It's yeah. just the dialogue that they have that's funny. And because of that, it can feel really boring. I yeah. get where you're coming from. And I truly, like, I just don't think it's, like, my my cup of humor. So rewatching this, I also realized that maybe I had made a mistake because I am very much so attached to Hollywood and to movies and to cinema in general. And this movie's whole reason for being is to shit on Hollywood. Like the whole plot line with Ben Stiller going crazy in the jungle and because he didn't win an award and Robert Downey Jr. Be, Robert Downey Jr. being like, you never go full retard. Like that's why you didn't win the, uh, the award. You were never even nominated. It's to make fun of Hollywood itself and award ceremonies. And then you have Robert Downey Jr. in blackface. He's an Australian man with blonde hair and blue eyes who had experimental surgery to become a black man in the in the in the universe this movie takes place in. So he could play they a black much, character. Yeah, they pretty much just dyed his skin. Yeah, they yeah, but that is to make fun of these method actors. Like, you hear these stories of Jared Leto when he played Joker sending dead rats to his co-stars. <laughs> used condoms to Margot Robbie. Like, you know what I mean? These method actors, you hear, like, Christian Bale. Uh, he refused... When he was doing the, the the machinist or the mechanist, I can't remember the name of it. Um, he lost, uh, like, so much weight because his diet every day was one apple. Uh-huh. He is emaciated. I need people to go look up the picture for that movie. Uh, you'll, as soon as you type it in, it'll be the first thing that pops up, the first picture. You'll know what I mean. It was disgusting. And people are like, why are you doing this to yourself? And he's like, I got to get into character. I got to look the part. Fair enough. But it's so insane that we ask these people to do this when it's just a movie. Like, yeah. It is just a movie. It is just a movie. And I love them. But to risk your life and health and sanity for a role in a movie is psychotic. Yeah. I mean, Austin Butler literally altered his voice beyond repair yes. for Elvis. He is permanently damaged. His voice is literally, his vocal cords are permanently damaged from that role. He didn't see his family for three years because he had to perfect the voice. Jacob, uh, Jacob Elordi just played Elvis in a movie called Presley, or Priscilla. Uh-huh. And uh, Priscilla, the, the woman the movie's based on, literally said Jacob Elordi's voice sounds better as Elvis than Austin Butler's. Uh-huh. The dude literally didn't do anything. He just talked in a deep yeah. register. These people are doing irreparable damage to themselves for what? Right. You know what I mean? And that's what I loved about Robert Downey Jr.'s character was the whole part of it just being so meta that no one cares that you're doing this stuff. Just play the character. And the the scene, the, the line that he says, did anyone read the script? And Robert Downey Jr. goes, I don't read the script. The script reads me. And Jay Baruchel's character goes, what the fuck does that even mean? That is so true. Like, what does that even mean? And then the meta concept of the only other black character in the movie who is legitimately a black dude Hates having to it. deal with yeah. Robert Downey Jr. being like, no one asked for this. Why are you doing like, this? Why didn't they just cast a, a black, black guy? guy? He literally yeah. is like, I'm, a, I'm the token black guy because they gave the only black part to a white dude. And yeah. it's like, and the way that they interact with each other is literally how the black community has acted as acted toward, or Hollywood has acted towards the black community. Mm-hmm. When he's like, well, we're, we're making strides by having black characters. And he's like, yeah, but they're played by white guys. Like, blackface used to be a very common thing. And then, you know, they're like, oh, well, we're doing better. We're trying to, we're trying to hire more black people. And he's like, but that still doesn't change the damage. You know what I mean? And we're not just cool with this because you're giving me a part in this movie. You know what I yeah. mean? And so watching that again, this movie... 
does such a great job of tackling the issues in Hollywood while also making fun of the issues in Hollywood and never taking itself seriously. Mm-hmm. I do think Jack Black's character is so wasted. Yeah, I didn't like him. He's so wasted. He could have been so I funny. I love Jack Black. I do too. His character was awful. So boring. Like the whole thing of like, how many times can we have the joke that, oh my God, I need my jelly beans. I need my heroin. Yeah. And it's like, you that's the only thing you have said for the entire movie. Yeah. And it gets so boring and it's so tedious to have to hear him say that over and over again you're a drug addict <laughs> right like it's not funny anymore like the like it was funny like maybe the first line when jay Bearshaw creeps up on him and he throws the heroin in the air and he's like it's my jelly beans you can't have them yeah after that it's like we it's played to death jack black is an amazing comedic actor and you're just having him tied to a tree and vomiting and having diarrhea like that's not yeah. funny to anybody no. that's not funny but what what is funny to me is just the one-liners that this continually pumps out and just how it makes fun of Hollywood in general. Uh-huh. I now see, though, after watching it again, why you wouldn't like this because you're not into Hollywood like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just a giant dump on people who are into film like me. Like, it literally yeah. makes fun of the industry. It's so great. Mm-hmm. And Matthew McConaughey's character... And I honestly didn't get, didn't get that from it. You didn't? No. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty highly regarded as one of the best... <laughs> satires towards Hollywood. I didn't get that. Okay. I mean, I mean, but that's fair because it's not, it's, and that's the problem with this movie, right? Is that movies should be far reaching. They should reach everybody. It's the Five Nights at Freddy debate. People who played the video games were like, I loved the movie. You have to play the video games to get the movie. The problem with that is, no, you shouldn't. Yeah. Movies aren't made specifically for, like, if you're making a movie, you want it to be far reaching for as many people that can watch it as possible. You shouldn't have to spend 40 hours playing a video game to understand a plotline to a story or a movie. And yes, it would give you better, deeper appreciation for the movie, maybe. But you shouldn't have to spend that much time. Or it should just be better and, and encompass everything or everybody. And that's what sucks about this movie is that I feel like it's only funny to people who care about the Hollywood industry. Because, uh-huh. I mean, it is a slog to watch, if not. Yeah. Now that we've talked about like your true feelings, I'm glad you came out and just said you didn't like it because I knew you didn't like it. <laughs> I'm glad like you didn't it. try to like lie. And I've about honestly that. been a little bit like worried for this podcast because I'm just like, I didn't, I didn't like it. But honestly, like, why didn't I like it? I don't know. I didn't like it. Just didn't like it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have to ask because this is so meta that in the movie you didn't realize the movie had started because the trailers yeah. were playing. So I had to rewind the first like two minutes because I was like, hey, the movie's on, and you're like, oh, okay. Because it was trailers. Uh-huh. So I'm wondering to you, of the three trailers we got prior to the movie, which one was your favorite? We had Scorcher 6, where the Earth, where Ben Stiller has to save the Earth, essentially, from uh, freezing over. Then we have The Fatty's Fart 2, which Jack Black just plays all the same characters in the movie. Or Satan's Alley with Tobey Maguire and Robert Downey Jr.'s character, where they're both priests but are gay with each other. Which one of those was your favorite? And if you could turn any of these into an actual movie, which one would you turn into a movie? Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, my favorite one was the the fatty farts over. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fatties fart too. <laughs> but I wouldn't want to see that as an actual movie. <laughs> no, that would be so bad. It's pretty much every like what what movies did Eddie Murphy do where he was like this the the main character in all of them, like Norbit movies oh, like that. Yeah. I'm just like those movies suck where the same where the guy is the only actor in the whole fucking thing it's uh-huh. so dumb yeah so if you could turn any um, into a movie which one would you turn into a real life movie probably the the last one satan's you said. alley yeah i thought that one was funny because it's going through like the movies and it's saying like starring so-and-so and Tug they're all speedman they're all like they're 
character names and so it's not their actual name and then in the last one it's like starring toby Maguire, and i'm like <laughs> i'm like why did they use his actual name i laughed so hard at your response to that because you went wait wait why did they say his real name? I was like, because it's Toby Maguire. I don't know. Yeah, and it's Robert Downey Jr., but yeah. they're not calling him that. I was dying at that part. I had a lot of fun watching you watch this, even though you didn't like it, because I was like, wow, she is hating this. It's so much fun to see someone hate something you enjoy, because you're like, whoa, man. Whole new lens of looking at this. This movie fucking sucks. No, I would definitely say if I had to... Uh, the show the that made me laugh the most was the fatties fart too, uh, mainly because it's just Jack Black actually farting over and over and over again. It's so funny. And if I had to turn any of these into a movie, it would also be Satan's Alley. Yeah. Because to me, there is actually a good sense of drama there because yeah. like, it's like six time Academy Award winner and it's Robert Downey Jr.'s character. And then they're like, and Tobey Maguire. That's something I would absolutely watch. Anything yeah. with Tobey Maguire, really. But I do have to say Scorcher 6 was... Probably, like, the dumbest out of all of them. Because yeah. it's, like, Scorcher... He's had to save the world in Scorcher 1. I mean, then they ask him to do right. it again. And then they say that, like, six more times. And again. <laughs> and again. Um, and again. And you're like, but like, we get it, man. Come on now. How many action movies do we have like that at, at this point? G.I. Joe. 500 Indiana of them. Jones. Um, Die Fast Hard. Furious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally any of them. Go back Expendables. to the 70s. Like... The 70s up to the early 2000s, if you had an action movie, it was to be being turned into a franchise. Yeah. Like, it was the Arnold Schwarzenegger effect. Like, they were just like, get him in everything. Yeah. Make everything a franchise. And I think that's actually, like, I think that's actually hilarious that they decided to go that route. And Ben Stiller also being that guy. Like, in what universe? In what universe? <laughs> like, I know in this it's Tug Speedman, but seeing Ben Stiller as, like, an action star, never Literally never. <laughs> no. Even in this movie when he's like trying to take charge and they're like, like walking through the jungle and he's trying to be like head honcho. I'm like, who is listening to this guy? I would never listen to anything this man this is says. security guard for the night at the museum. Yeah, like, he's literally the night at the he's museum He's Mr. Falker. <laughs> <laughs> he's literally the the uh, nanny. He runs the home that the ben, uh, Adam Sandler sends his mom to in like Happy Gilmore. He runs that nursing home. You're in my world now. Like that guy, that's him. I just want to see Ben Stiller as like this intimidating dude. Even in Dodgeball, it was like, why are we afraid of this five foot four dude? <laughs> he like, does he's... look like an angry man, though. I must get like his face. He can make us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I agree. Because in this one, he gets like psycho and he goes full psycho. It's like, whoa, okay, yeah. He can scrunch his face real good. Yeah. But most of the time, he has just resting normal face. Like he just looks like some guy on the subway. Like he has a nine to five, he hates it. He has a wife that he, like, occasionally will throw a bone to. Like, they're not in love. He just settled down too early. She doesn't love him. Like, he doesn't look like he has a happy life. He's just some random normal dude. And you feel bad for him. But then you find out he's a fucking movie star. And like, oh, fuck that guy. I'm dying from your description. I love Ben Stiller. You I think are he's dying in deep. I think it's hilarious, but he just looks like a random guy. We're going to look at Jack Black. I think, like, he looks like a funny grandpa. Yeah. Like, now with his full beard. Like, yeah. He just looks like a funny grandpa that I would absolutely hang out with. <laughs> I love seeing videos with Jack Black on red carpets. Oh, it's so good. And I think he actually nailed it with when he plays uh, in the Fatty's Fart 2 red carpet. And he's like, this thing's going to be fucking awesome. And he's like high as a kite. And he's like, it's more than just farts. And then he falls over on his ass. I'm like, I could see Jack Black doing something like that. But him just trying to like do a backflip and just eating shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's just such a funny guy. But I have to ask... In order of like like comedic actors that are famous, you got Will Ferrell, Jack Black, Adam Sandler, guys like that. 
Where would you put Jack Black and Ben Stiller? Are they even anywhere near ben that? Ben Stiller is not on the list. Really? No. Top five, like, let's say top five comedic actors in your opinion. Top ten, maybe. He's not even in the top ten, would you say? No. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. I honestly don't think of him as, like, a comedic actor when I think of, like, big comedy stars. Okay. I don't. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, he did branch out and do a little more dramatic stuff in the early thousands. I think of Adam Sandler. I think of um, Chris Rock. uh, Kevin. Hart? Kevin James. Kevin Hart. Kevin James. um, Jack Black is on that for me. Um, What's his name? He's in Identity Theft. Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. Of course, yeah, he's the man. Um, There's another guy like Ben Stiller. He just looks like a random nine to five dude. <laughs> um, I'm saying um a lot. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh! Tall guy. Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Tall guy. Vince Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, Ben Stiller is not in my list. So it's funny because like him and Owen Wilson did a shit ton of comedies together because they're really good friends. And looking back at Ben Stiller's career, it is weird because he's like a guy who. Tried to do comedies, did a very good job at it. Very funny, but then like branched out and tried to do like Along Came Polly, which is like a romantic comedy, mm-hmm. and all these like sort of attempting at like drama and just never really bridged the gap. And I don't think there's like a comedy out there like standalone that's like Ben Stiller and then a bunch of like B list people yeah. that's actually all that good. No, it's mostly him and like he surrounds himself with, like Owen Wilson, Vince Vaughn, like Justin Long, all these other actors who are fucking hilarious in their own right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think Jack Black is definitely up there in like top ten. Jack Black, I think is he's for so sure. funny. It's just also because he gets so into character. Uh huh. Like it might sort of be the same character and everything, especially like when he did School of Rock. It felt like it was just him. Mm-hmm. But then you get things like Jumanji, and he plays like a teenage girl. Yeah. And he just nails it. Then you get his voiceover work in like Mario, and he's uh, Bowser, and it's like he was born to just be this he turtle dragon guy. <laughs> It's so, it, like, he's up there for me. Vince Vaughn's up there. Adam Sandler. But I would agree with you that I don't think Ben Stiller's, like, top ten. But no. I'm surprised I thought you'd put him up there for sure. No. I think Ben Stiller needs a lot of help when it comes to comedy. Yeah. Like, he gets Owen Wilson. He gets Vince Vaughn. Like, he gets these guys to sort of help him. Or he is sort of, like, a cameo guest in the movie, you know? Mm-hmm. So I definitely, I would agree with you on that. I want to I talk, I'm going to take over the podcast for a second. Because I want to talk about Les Grossman. <laughs> Who is played by Tom Cruise. Tom motherfucking Cruise. And when he appeared on the screen, Kyle was like, who's, who, like can you tell who that is? Like, who's playing this this character? And I guessed Officer Dewey. Oh my god, David Arquette, that's from, right. I forgot you said that. You're from like, screen. You're like, it's Officer Dewey. And I died. I was like, oh my god, I had to pause the movie. I was like, poor David Arquette, she thinks that's him. Holy shit. I did. I thought it was him in like a kind of like costume. Oh, but poor guy. I never, ever would have guessed Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, one, should have won an Oscar for that role, first of all, because what the fuck? That yeah. was like unlike anything I've ever seen him in. And two, it didn't look anything like him. Right. But Tom Cruise is not in like comedy movies. No, no. Not like that. No. And he went. He was just like, he got so into the role and it, everything he said was, he's arguably my favorite character in the whole movie. Yeah. Like everything he says is just pure fucking gold. Yeah. I will go scorched earth on you motherfucker. I was 
dying at that, dude. <laughs> dying. But yeah, Tom Cruise is like an action star. Like he's known for being a little, kind of, a little bit of a heartthrob, like action star. Yeah. And in this movie, he is not. No, and they like the the uh, the practice, like the, the the makeup that they put on this guy was insane. He was he was bald. <laughs> he was like he had a patchy ass beard. He was fat. His arms and hands were massive and hairy. And hairy. And when he turned around and we could see his dumper, I was like, "Woohoo! <laughs> that is not all Tom Cruise right there, brother." I'll tell you that. I was just, I was stunned. And then watching him do the dance number at the yeah. end. Oh my god! The only place you could somewhat see any resemblance—is that a word? Resemblance. Resemblance. <laughs> resemblance. <laughs> of Tom Cruise was his eyes. Yeah. That's it. When they actually did a side profile, it was him and Matt McConaughey like <laughs> staring at each other because they were talking about like letting Ben Stiller care Ben Stiller's character Tug Speedman die and collect the insurance money on him. And they had a side profile and they were staring at each other and I was like, Oh, that's Tom Cruise. Like you yeah. can clearly see it. But that's only because I think I know it was Tom Cruise. If you don't know that's Tom Cruise, part of me so badly it's wanted Officer to wait. Dewey. Yeah. Well no, <laughs> it goes like anything like Dick and stop saying that. The poor guy. <laughs> It was like anything like David again. Um, but no, uh, I so badly wanted to just wait until the movie was over and let you see who was credited. And that was my goal. <laughs> but I couldn't it. help myself because I was like, oh my God, there it is. I, I watched the movie for the first time. When I, when I watched it for the first time, I didn't know that was him until the end credits. Uh-huh. And immediately my mind was like shattered. Like, the glass was broken. I was like, Tom Cruise is funny? What? <laughs> I like became obsessed with Tom Cruise for a week and realized he's a not great person. So I was like, maybe not. But no, I adore him in this role. Les Grossman needs to have his own movie. <laughs> if they were to ever make a sequel of Tropic Thunder, it should just be Les Grossman doing anything for, like, five hours. Yeah. Give me a TV show. I don't care. But I need more Les Grossman. His little dancey dance at the end. At the end. So I used to have that dance memorized. I know, when you I was were younger, saying that. I was like, I, please do it. When I was younger, I used to do the dance at the end of this movie. You can Google it and like look, YouTube it or whatever, <laughs> like look it up. Uh, when this came out, I must have been like 12, 13, somewhere in that range. And I watched it so much that I actually learned to do the dance. And I would put it on. And then I would do the dance for my parents. I'm like, look, I'm breaking it down. Look at me go. And they'd be like, oh my God, this is like the 12th time this week. Please, I'm begging you, stop. And that is when my DVD went missing. Okay. I was like, where'd it go? I can't do the dance without it. You know? I must see you do this. I'll, ha- I'll try to I'll try to remember it. Please. And like, I'll start doing it over again. Maybe that'll be the next bet we have is if we can get a certain number of downloads, I'll do the dance and we can post it. <laughs> but no, I, I think Les Grossman is the best character in this whole movie probably. Yeah. Outside He's of, the like, funniest, I think. Yeah. I, I do think that the his relationship with um, Matt McConaughey is also hilarious uh-huh. because Matt McConaughey is like, we need the goddamn TiVo. He is so obsessed with getting Ben Stiller <laughs> his TiVo and Les Grossman is like, let him die. I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't care. And so just the whole dynamic between them is just so stupid. Yeah, Matthew it's McConaughey so is so obsessed with getting him his TV, that TiVo that he actually goes into the jungle. <laughs> it's so funny because it's just like, it's it's the deus ex machina thing where basically God comes down and saves the day and keeps our heroes alive. And it's so improbable that it just makes you mad a little bit. Uh, but this only worked because <laughs> I thought it's so dumb and this movie is so dumb 
that it actually makes sense and I am not mad at it. <laughs> because the ending of this movie is there's a rocket launcher targeted onto them as they're flying away in a helicopter. And out of nowhere, <laughs> Matt McConaughey comes running out of the jungle with the TiVo set. And is like, I got it! And throws it at Ben Stiller and it catches the the, the rocket in midair and blows it up and saves the day. Yeah. And when that happened, I was like, oh, this she's not going to like this. She's going to be real upset with this ending. <laughs> and you just go... How the fuck are they going to get Matt McConaughey out of here? He's yeah. just in the jungle. <laughs> I was like, you gotta go get Matt. <laughs> I was like, that's what you're focused on? Because the, helica- the helicopter just takes off and Matt McConaughey is still down there. They dip out of there so fast. Danny McBride's like, fuck him. <laughs> they leave and your first response was, "Where? how are they going to get Matt McConaughey? You actually see him like running, running like, away. Sprinting yeah. at the end. Well, they didn't solve anything. They didn't stop these people. They no. just blew up a bridge. And now he's down there alone. Yeah. And then the ending, you find out he's he's still he's alive and fine. Yeah. He's with his son, but it's it's just so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. It's is like, there, how do you get out of there? Is there anything else that you would like to talk about when it comes to Tropic Thunder, two thousand and eight, directed and starring Ben Stiller? Absolutely not. Fun fact: Jennifer Aniston's ex husband helped write this movie. So that's that's something for you. <laughs> I said that, and your eyes immediately started to glaze over. They were like, "I'm done with this." So, with that, we're going to go ahead and jump over to our ratings, MVPs, and our letterbox reviews. Oh, he does, does he? And let me tell you something, shitbird. I've never even heard of your little agency. But if you think you can poach my client, $50 million, you know see Simple Jack again because we kill him. This is the last horseman. Who is this? This is Flaming Dragon! Okay, Flaming Dragon. Fuck face. First, take a big step back... And literally, fuck your own face! Now, I don't know what kind of pan-Pacific bullshit power play you're trying to pull here, but Asia Jack is my territory. So whatever you're thinking, you better think again. Otherwise, I'm going to have to head down there, and I will rain down on a godly fucking firestorm upon you. You're going to have to call the fucking United Nations and get a fucking binding resolution to keep me from fucking destroying you. I am talking scorched earth, motherfucker. I will massacre you. I will fuck you up! Okay, so... We had a blast just kind of shitting on this movie, I feel like. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you, what are you going to give this out of five TiVo boxes? Two. Two TiVo boxes? Yeah. It was that bad? Yeah. That hurts. That hurts. I wouldn't, I didn't hate it. I probably will never watch it again. You said you wanted to because you weren't worried. You were well, worried. Well, maybe I tired. <laughs> See, two asterisks. <laughs> two, two asterisks. Yeah, see, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, so if you had asked me back when this came out how many stars I'd give it, I would have said five. I would have said five. This is not a five star. Massive, movie. massive TiVo boxes. The biggest TiVo boxes <laughs> that Max, Ma- Matthew McConaughey could find. As an adult watching this with someone who had a bad time, I also feel like maybe you kind of rubbed off on me because I was watching this. <laughs> and all I could think was, why'd they do this? Oh, this is bad. Oh, this is terrible writing. Yeah. And I was like, because be- it's when you love something so much. And, it's, and someone, and else, someone else watches it and you realize that they hate it. You start to see the flaws and you're like, oh, well, maybe it's not that good. Oh, maybe this isn't that funny. So I'm going to not give it a five. <laughs> but I'm going to give it a tentative, like, three TiVo boxes. I can't give it much more than that. It would be a five-star movie if I hadn't watched this with you. If I'd watched this alone, this would have been fucking awesome. <laughs> right? But if you I brought it down for me, kid. You brought it down for me. If I would have watched this movie and loved it, you'd still have it at five. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd be like, this is a masterpiece. It's excellent. It's so meta. But then I was watching it and just watching you watch it. And it was like pulling teeth. 
And even I at one point was like, oh my god, there's still 25 minutes left. <laughs> and that hurts because as a kid, this was probably up there with Benchwarmers as my favorite movie of all time. Well, now you guys know how much pull my opinion has yeah. on Kyle's. Well, it's like, it's like, well, I mean, kids might think root canals are fucking awesome until, you know, they see that their friend had one and they're crying. I don't know. Like, I don't know what to compare it to, but I, I thought it was great until I watched it with you. It's like that meme where it says... Sorry, I ruined it for It's you. like that meme where it says, uh, Little Caesars is delicious if you don't have someone in here telling you it isn't. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, actually, you're right. If I watched this alone or like with someone who appreciated it, I would have probably had a blast. <laughs> I'm just being an ass. So, uh, who's your MVP? Um, Tom Cruise. <laughs> you, you forgot Tom Cruise again. Tom Cruise... Mine, uh, it's definitely either Robert Downey Jr. or Tom Cruise. It's a tie. I would say Robert Downey Jr., but I feel like I can't say like a man that played black faces. It's, so, why, okay, that's one thing we can talk about real quick. <laughs> why does Robert Downey Jr. get a card, like a free pass to play? Why this? is it okay? No one was really that upset. And my reasoning for that is because he does such a good job of making it look bad and stupid and so irrelevant that it's like, who would ever think this is a good <laughs> idea? He sold it. If he had not been so committed to being a bad character, yeah, it would have been bad. Right, like he was making fun of the people that blackface yes. for characters. Yes, it's making fun of method actors who get way too yeah. serious. Like I love Joaquin Phoenix. I'm not saying like he is a phenomenal actor. I love him. He's one of my favorite actors. But while in character for Joker, he drove his Prius into an ambulance. Yeah. Hey man, you're not the Joker. You're a guy named Joaquin. Relax. Pretty cool name. Pretty cool name, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin is a cool name, but you're not Joker, okay? So just don't do that. It's like, you can get into a role and not have to be that person. Or to that level, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's one thing if you hear, like, Adrian Brody be like, yeah, I had to get into character and I had to really sit with the, the, the emotions. Yeah. Cool. You're not mailing used condoms to people, okay? <laughs> you're rats. not hiding in alleyways screaming and practicing your Joker laugh to scare people. Yeah. Like, we get it. And, and I think that works. And I think the reason that the blackface works here is because he is literally showing you how fucking stupid how it, is. it is. Plus, yeah. I also think because of Brandon T. Jackson and, and him actually being a black person and giving real opinions on blackface and not being okay with it makes it so much better. He's like, do you yeah. not realize how stupid you are and how dumb this whole thing is? Yeah. So I think that's why blackface with Robert Downey Jr. actually works. Never thought I'd say those words. Never thought I'd say the words <laughs> blackface working. But like... It does. And I think that if you're going to make this movie today, you couldn't do it just simply because it, it shits on everybody. And I don't think it would work. But I think with the time it came out, it was perfectly, perfectly timed. Yeah. People were willing to accept Robert Downey Jr. doing that because it just shows how silly Hollywood can be. It takes itself so seriously. Hollywood takes itself so seriously, baby. Okay. <laughs> the writer strike and the actor strike, it meant a lot to me to have that happen because it's like, oh, I love this. But it didn't affect anything in my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just takes itself so seriously. And it shouldn't. It really shouldn't. I think that's what, I think that's why he gets a free pass. But I remember you seeing him and being like, oh. And I was like, yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, I re- but I remember you questioning it. So the Letterboxd community. Yes. What do you think Letterboxd has given this movie? Three stars. This has a whopping 3.5. Yeah. The Letterbox community... Does love this movie, and the uh, reviews reflect that. A lot of these reviews, really, like, yeah, a lot no. of reviews are like five stars. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of the reviews, let me pull. No, I was so, hoping for some of them to trash on it. Nope. 
Not a one. So I mean, obviously there's some, but I didn't I didn't like save the bad ones. So here are just some of my favorite uh, letterbox reviews. So the first one comes from Lauren. They gave it four stars, and said Rick Pecker's quest to get Tug Tug Speedman his TiVo is one of the funniest subplots to ever be put on screen. And I could not. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's so funny. No, it's not funny. He thinks his client is kidnapped by people selling drugs, and he's like, I gotta get him his TiVo. Like, that's so funny. It's not funny. It's dumb. (laughs) Oh, God, you're killing me, kid. (laughs) Next up, we have this actually comes from a person that I follow and follows me. Like, we're mutuals. We follow each other. Uh, This is funny. I didn't realize that until right now. Adriano1234 gave it three stars. And said, this was so dumb, but usually hilarious. The first and last three quarters of the movie, I thought, were really good. But in the middle, went off the rails and became an unfunny SNL sketch. Robert Downey Jr. and Ben Stiller were the MVPs. My fave part were the trailers at the start. But overall, this was a mixed bag. I would love to see Scorcher in Satan's Alley. Scorcher. No. (laughs) Scorcher, no. This person, Popcorn Ideology... Uh, did not rate it at all, and just said, this is my Avengers. No. <laughs> oh, my God. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> Why do you, I like, I just don't get the hate. Like, you hate this movie. Of it ain't the, no Avengers, all right? Of, of all it the ain't movies, no Avengers. Of all the movies you've watched recently, you think this is the worst one? Yeah. Remember One True Loves? Yeah, you hated that. I did not hate that. You like that? Yeah, it was fine. Oh, girl. You know what ruins movies for me when you shit on them the entire time when I'm actually enjoying them? (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite, we're so sidetracked here, but one of my favorite moments ever watching a movie was Firestarter. The new one with Zac Efron. Yeah. I had just finished reading the novel like a month prior, and I had just watched the original movie with Drew Barrymore. Mm -hmm. And I was like, let's watch this movie. We put it on, and every time something happened, I said, that's not how that happened. Oh, they're changing this. Just so you know, this happens and not this. Oh, why are they doing this? And you literally, about 10 minutes left in the movie, you looked at me and you said, I would have liked this movie if you shut the fuck up. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, Damn. I was like, I haven't read the book. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen the original movie. This is just, this is a brand new concept to me and you're ruining it. Yeah, you were not having it. <laughs> you were not having it. And I was like, I'm going to shut my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one comes from John DeMuzio. They gave it four stars. And said, God, I wish Tom Cruise would do more comedic roles like this. Okay. In a movie full of hilarious performances, his might take the cake. Agree. Agree. Okay, cool. Except with the all of the hilarious performances. <laughs> I think if Jack Black... I think you would have liked this movie more because I, I I feel like if Jack Black had been funnier, you would have been I didn't happier. like him playing this character. I didn't like it. It didn't work. It just didn't work. Also, yeah. it's just not like Jack Black being a drug addict character just doesn't work for some reason. Mm. I think it's because he's such a jolly guy in real life that yeah. him playing a character like that is, it just doesn't fit nope. his bill. I didn't like it. Yeah. I get where you're coming from with that. He's probably, my, of all of the characters, and Jay Baruchel's character does literally nothing, and all Brandon T. Uh, Jackson exists to do is basically shit on Blackface, which I also appreciate, but uh, those are like the two useless characters. I think Jack Black was a worse character than those two, and they don't do anything, you know what yeah. I mean? The last one I have here is from Adam. They gave it four stars. And said, Les Grossman's solo movie when? Give Tom Cruise a fat paycheck and have him go absolutely crazy for two hours, I say. <laughs> agree. <laughs> agree. Solid agree. If they had to make a sequel, which character would you want them to follow? Les Grossman. <laughs> yeah. I'm just making sure. I mean, come on. I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure. <laughs> That's repetitive. 
I just need to make sure we're on the same page. So we're going to go ahead and head into the last segment of the episode. Dating advice. Oh, is it? Do you have to come It's up? your dating it's advice, me. Adam. Hey, you see that Access Hollywood piece? Yeah, I did. It was like a pistol whip and a blind kid. I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, Tug. You are a huge star. All right, but right now... You're like that kid on the playground, you know, the one, the one who has lice that none of the other kids want to play with. What do you mean? No, I mean, we got to shave your head and get you back on the monkey bars, right? What? What? How, how'd the crying sound? Oh, so no. if that doesn't tell you that she's not prepped for this segment, <laughs> here we go. Cass, oh, no. give us your dating advice from Tropic Thunder. You know what my dating advice is? I'll take it. Okay. I'll take it. Because you're. I can already see this is going to be a 20-minute endeavor for you. <laughs> Uh, my dating advice when it comes to Tropic Thunder is if your partner is having fun watching something, uh, don't shit on it in front I of them. I didn't shit on no, it. No, 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 no. Don't shit on it in front of them and maybe pretend you're having a good time until you leave the theater or the movie's done and then you can look at them like that was shit. Because me ruining Firestarter for you, you can never get that back and you ruining Tropic Thunder for I me, I can never get that anything. back. You didn't have to. It was your body language. I did not say anything during this movie. That's the problem. <laughs> you just sat there. I would have rather you been like, this fucking sucks. My... Then sit there and not have your eyes glaze over. At one point I looked over and your eyes were rolled in the back of your head. Nothing but whites. <laughs> I was falling asleep. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's the relationship advice. Just pretend you like it until it's done and then tell your partner that was fucking awful. <laughs> so maybe they can enjoy it, you know? Don't ruin it for them. Don't ruin it for them. <laughs> so, with that said, this has been the first episode from our new apartment. We kind of did this on the fly, I'm not going to lie. We didn't even have a setup for this. We're sitting on the floor. We just <laughs> went with this. It was like, we have to record. We need to do it now. We will be better prepared going on in the uh, going ahead in the future. I apologize if you guys are like, wow, they're all over the place. It's because we really didn't have a plan coming into this. We just... Did it. <laughs> so yeah. stick with us. Uh, we appreciate you. And go ahead and like our stuff. Uh, follow me. All my socials are down below in the description. Uh, like, share, and uh, I hope you guys keep coming back. And with that, go ahead and watch a fucking movie. But not Tropic Thunder. Hey, you <laughs> Tropic Thunder alone. We've done enough damage. <laughs>